0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy G.D. In this episode, you know what time it is. All-star starters, guys, for the NBA. We'll talk about the starters. We'll talk about possible reserves and my predictions for each conference, the East and the West as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay guys, it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And guys, it's that time of year. NBA All-Star. The starters have been named now and we will talk all about it. Now, the way they do this is the way they determine who the starter is. It used to be just fan votes. But I guess they say it was too much of a popularity contest. So we are now going to add a different layer to it. It's now 50% fan votes, 25% player votes, 25% media votes. That's how you get your starters, guys. So with that said, let us start with the East. Here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'll give you the starters. From there, I'll give you the possible reserves. Guys who could end up being reserves, picked by the coaches. And then I'll give you my choices for the reserves. So we'll do it that way. So we'll start in the East. In the East, you have your three front court guys. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who ended up having the most votes of anyone in the East. And here's how his stats break down. I'll give you everybody's stats as well. 44 games he played, scoring 31 points. 11.7 11.7 rebounds, over six assists, well over a steal per game, and over a block per game. Shooting at 60.8% from the field, 664 from the free throw line. You know how he is from the free throw line. Giannis, your first front court starter for the All-Star game for the East. Next up, Joel B, who's having a fantastic season once again, guys. He's played in 33 games, guys, and in those games, 36 points he's averaged, 11.4 rebounds, 5.8 assists, so he's nearing 6 assists per game, near 2 blocks per game, and over a steal per game for him. He's shooting it eh, a shade under 54% from the field, 36.8% from 3, so you know he likes to launch from there every now and again. And nearly automatic at 88.3% from the free throw line. So Joel B, well-deserved starter as always. Always in the MVP discussion. That's Joel B for you. And then your third starter, Jason Tatum. Who, like I said, he's benefited from the fact that Kevin Durant was sent west. So he doesn't really have anybody blocking him now. And he's made it as a starter. games he played in, 26.8 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists, a steal per game for him. Shooting at nearly 47% from the field, 36.4 from three, and then 81.3 from the free throw line. So Jason Tatum getting his due in the front court for the East. And then you have the guard situation. First up, Tyrese Holliburton not really a surprise there. He's played in 34 games, guys. 23.6 points per game, over 4 rebounds, leads the league with 12.6 assists and over a steal per game, guys. Shooting at 49.6 from the field, 40% from 3 and 86% from the free throw line. So, Terese hollyburton that show he put on during the in-season tournament. I think that got a lot of eyeballs on him and a lot of interest in him. So Tyrese Hollyburton,' your one starter at the guard position. And then in a bit of controversy, Dame Lillard makes it as your other starter in the backcourt. He's played in 43 games, 25.3 points per game, 4.3 rebounds nearly seven assists and over a steal per game for him shooting it only 42.3 percent from the field 34.5 from three and pretty much automatic at 92.2 percent from the free throw line dane makes it as the second starter in a bit of controversy because jalen brunson was right there in the mix he was high amongst the players rankings he was high amongst the media rankings What did Jalen Brunson in? The fan voting, which why I talked about it at nauseum about Nick fans not voting, not voting for their guy. This was the year, guys. This was the year where you really should have stuffed the box for Jalen Brunson to be a starter. This was the year because of the volatility at the guard position. Of course, you could go for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. I think he came in third in voting. Nick fans should have stuffed the boxes for Brunson. They did not do that. So they only have themselves to blame, guys, that Jalen Brunson is not a starter in this All-Star game. If they'd have had him at least come in about third or fourth, we wouldn't be having this discussion. He'd be a starter. So that's the bit of controversy there. But nonetheless, those are your five starters, guys. Now let's talk about the reserves. We'll start in Boston with with Jalen Brown. Here's how I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to go in kind of the order of the teams in the conference in terms of records. So that's how it's going to go. So with that said, Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics played in 43 games, 22.6 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and over a steal per game for him shooting it from the field, over 49%, about 36% from three, and then 71% over that from the free throw line. So Jalen Brown, you can always make a case for him being an all-star. He's the number two guy on the best team in the league, so definitely he warrants consideration for that alone. Mind you, a front court player. That's how they have him listed. Next up, Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers, I've been talking about him, guys. He's played in 42 games, 25.7 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists, and a steal per game for him. Shooting it close to 45% from the field, over 37% from three, and well over 86% from the free throw line. Tyrese Maxey, who's having a great year with the absence of James Harden, of course, over there. So definitely having an all-star campaign thus far. And then speaking of Jalen Brunson, I'll give you his numbers. Played in 44 games, 26.6 points per game, nearly four rebounds, six and a half assists for him. Shooting at 48% from the field, guys. And 42.6 from three, so he's draining them threes as well. And 83.5% from the free throw line. Jalen Brunson having a fantastic year for the surging Knicks right now. He's been the catalyst. He's been the engine that makes that team go. So Jalen Brunson having a all-star campaign. And then his teammate, Julius Randle, 46 games he's played in, averaging 24 points over nine rebounds five assists so this is pretty much par for the course with him he's usually double-digit rebounds but he's slightly under that shooting it over 47% from the field above 31% from three and above 78% from the free throw line Julius Randle having a solid year I'll talk about him a little bit when I talk about the reserves Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers Always a person worthy of all star consideration. 34 games for him. He's averaging 27.7 points, five and a half rebounds, over six assists, and nearly two steals per game for Cavaliers. Shooting it from the field 46%, close to 35% from three, and then 86.7% from the free throw line. So Donovan Mitchell. Who's pretty much carrying that Cavaliers team. Because they've been dealing with a myriad of injuries. Then we move to Pascal Siakam. I know, guys, he just got traded. I understand. I get that. But if you look at his total numbers, this is how it shakes out. 44 games played. Five of those with his new team, the Indiana Pacers. Over 22 points. Six and a half rebounds. Five assists. Five assists. And as I told you, those numbers are slightly down because of the emergence of a Scotty Barnes. So some of his numbers suffered a bit because of that. He's shooting it from the field. 52.7% guys, only 32.7% from three, although he's shooting the three very well for the Pacers right now. And then from the free throw line, 74.4% from the charity stripe. So, Pascal Siakam, although he's shifting over changing teams, definitely he has the numbers to at least consider him as an all-star. Miami Heat, bam out of Bayou. Guys, you hear me talk about him. 36 games he's played in, averaging 21 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, over four assists, and a block and a half per game Shooting it from the field, over 50%, 78% from the free throw line. So, bam, out of you. Having a solid year for those Miami Heat there. And then the other candidate, Jimmy Butler. But as I said, he's only played in 31 games, guys, which would be the lowest of anyone considered. He's also averaging 21 points per game, 5 rebounds, 4.4 assists, And well over a steal per game for Butler. Shooting it 48.8% from the field. Nearly 41% from three. Although he does shoot a lot of threes. And 88% from the free throw line. So he's pretty much automatic from there. But again, I think what will hurt him is the games played. Because he's only played in 31 games. Paulo Boncaro. I've been talking about him, guys. Played in 45 games. 22.6 points per game. Seven rebounds, nearly five assists for him in a steal per game. He's shooting it nearly 45% from the field, though. 34.8 from three. He likes to hoist up threes as well. And just above 70% from the free throw line. Paulo Boncaro having a very good sophomore year for the Orlando Magic. The surprising Orlando Magic at that. So he's one to consider. Then you go to the lower rung teams. Guys like DeMar DeRozan for the Chicago Bulls. He's played in 44 games, guys. Averaging over 22 points per game, four rebounds, 5.4 assists, and above a steal per game for DeRozan. Shooting it only 46.6% from the field, which is kind of low for him. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, guys. 34.4%, and then from the free throw line, 84.7% from there. DeMar DeRozan, team is kind of down, but he's having a solid year. Then we turn our attention to Mikel Bridges for the Brooklyn Nets. He's played in 45 games, guys. 21.7 points per game, over five rebounds per game, 3.7 assists, and a steal per game for the Nets. Shooting at 45.4% from the field, 36% from three, And nearly 83% from the free throw line. So if you were to think about a net going, he would probably be the prime one who will get consideration. And then the last team I'll talk about, the Atlanta Hawks. You got two guys you can make a case for. Of course, Trey Young. He's always in the discussion, guys. Played in 40 games. Averaging 27 points per game. Three rebounds. And second in the league in assists at 10.8 per game, and 1.4 steals per game. Shooting it only 42.4% from the field, 36.8 from three, which is somewhat better for him, and then 86% from the free throw line. Trey Young, who was high amongst the fan votes, not so much amongst the player in the media votes, but a strong year, I gotta say that. And then his teammate, DeJounte Murray, 45 games for him, 21.4 points per game, 5 rebounds above 5 assists, 1.3 steals for him. Shooting it nearly 47% from the field, 38.8% from 3-point range, and 83% from the free throw line. So, with that said, guys, I gave you all the possible reserves. Here's my choices for reserves. And here's how it breaks down, guys. You have to choose two guards, three front court, and two wild cards. And this is how I'm going to do it. For your guards, Jalen Brunson, of course, from the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell from the Cavaliers. Those are your two guards that I'm choosing. For the front court, Bam Adebayo, I think he makes it. Paulo Boncaro, I think he makes it as well. And then Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics, I think possibly makes it. And then your wild card, here's how I'm going to play it, guys. I'll say Tyrese Maxey for the Philadelphia 76ers. And then Julius Randle for the Knicks. Now, the reason I put Julius Randle for the Knicks as a wild card, because I think if they play this smart, he just got an injury recently. I'll talk about that in another episode. But it seems like it may be serious. And if that's the case, guys and the timetables where he can't make the all-star game, you'll probably have to fill in his spot. If you put him in as a wild card, this gives you open room to go with either a guard or a front court person. And this would open the door for a guy like Trey Young to make the all-star team. My other wild card person would be Trey Young if you were to replace Julius Randle on the all-star team. So that's how I'm playing it, guys. So that is the reserves, I feel, for the East. Let us turn our attention to the West. The West All-Star starters will start in the front court. LeBron James, the leading vote-getter amongst everyone. Everybody says, oh, how come he makes it? He's just the most popular player in the NBA, so you know everybody's voting for him. And he has the numbers, guys, so I don't even know why there's even a discussion. 42 games he's played in, averaging 25 points, 7.5 rebounds, 7.6 assists, and 1.3 steals. From the field, over 52%. From three, nearly 40%. And from the free throw line, just a shade on the 75% from the free throw line. May I add, this is his 20th year in the league and he's putting up these kind of numbers. So guys complaining about it, you can miss me with that. LeBron James amongst the front court starters. Your other starter in the front court, Kevin Durant, and rightfully so. 38 games, 28.8 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 5.7 assists, and well above a block per game for him. Shooting it from the field, you know he's efficient, guys. Over 53%. 45.5% from three, you like that. That's outstanding. And then 87.3% from the free throw line for Kevin Durant, who's having a healthy year too, by the way. Definitely kudos to him. The Joker, Nikolai Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. 46 games played. 26.3 points per game. 12 rebounds. Nearly 9 assists. So, you know, he's always flirting with a triple-double. Oh, by the way, he leads the league in that yet again. And above a steal per game. Shooting it over 59% from the field. That's fantastic. 36.6 from three and 81.5% from the free throw line for the Joker. So you have your three starters in the front court there. Let's talk about the back court, Starting with the leader amongst the guards, Luka Doncic, who's having a fantastic year. 39 games played, 34.4 points per game. rebounds, 9.4 assists, and nearly a steal and a half per game for Luka. Shooting it from the field, just under 49% from the field, 37.5 from three, and then 77.6 from the free throw line. So Luka, amongst your starters in the backcourt, and then your second starter in the backcourt, Shy Gilkis Alexander for the Oklahoma City Thunder. 44 games played, above 31 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 6.4 assists, leading the league in steals at 2.3, shooting at 54.5% from the field. You know he's not the greatest three-point shooter, just above 33%, and pretty much automatic from the free throw line at 89%. Let me just say kudos to the Thunder fans because it was a matter of their voting that got him in. Otherwise, it would have been Steph Curry. He ranked number one amongst the players in terms of getting all-star votes, and he was number one amongst the media. What propelled him over the top was the fan voting, and he came in third. Shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base for stuffing that ballot box and getting that man to start. Nick fans, take note. When you want your guy to start in the All-Star game, this is the example. Oklahoma City Thunder showed up and showed out for Shai Gilkis Alexander. So kudos to them. So SGA is a starter in the All-Star game. Congratulations to him. His first time, by the way, starting. Now let's talk about the reserves. And again, I'll do it the same as I did in the East. We'll go by the records and we'll work our way down. So we'll start with Minnesota Timberwolves Anthony Edwards. You can now submit him as making the case for him every year. Now 43 games played nearly 26 points per game above five rebounds. Well above five assists per game and well above a steal per game for him. 46.3% from the field 38 a half percent from three and nearly 84% from the free throw line Anthony Edwards. Seems like it's a to complete him making the All-Star team this year. And then his teammate, Carl Anthony Towns, who, guys, you cannot deny these numbers. 45 games, 22.6 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, so the rebounds are a little bit down. Well, you got Rudy Gobert next to you, so expect that three assists for him. Shooting it from the field, guys, over 52%. 43.6 from three, which is fantastic for a big man, and 87.8% from the free throw line. So you can make a strong case for Anthony Towns making it, guys. We'll leave it at that for the moment. Then we go to the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, 42 games for him, 23.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. And well above a steal and a half per game for him shooting it from the field 46.6 percent nearly 42 percent from three you like that and then over 91 percent from the free throw line so you're talking a guy who goes up there he makes it and then his teammate kawhi leonard 40 games for him which is you guys say you take your hat off for that the fact that he's playing in 40 games this season guys 23.6 points per game above six rebounds 3.7 assists 1.7 steals so pretty good 52.5% from the field 44.8 from three very good and over 88% from the free throw line so both guys for the Clippers have a strong case here guys the person on the outside looking in James Harden, who had to sacrifice. He did that, guys. He sacrificed some of his game coming over there. And it has paid off dividends for the Clippers. You got to say that. So far, so good for James Harden in that regard. But no all-star recognition this year. So we move on. We'll go to Denver right quick. Jamal Murray, who did miss a bunch of games. He played in 33 games, guys. Just a shade under 21 points per game. Just under four rebounds, six and a half assists for him, shooting at 47.5% from the field, 41.5% from three, 85.3 from the free throw line. So definitely worthy, but I think he'll probably be on the outside looking in because of the gains played and the competition as well, which is pretty steep here. Then we move to the Sacramento Kings guys. Of course, you always have the two guys in the running. De Aaron Fox, who's sensational, 38 games for him, 27.7 points per game, four rebounds, 5.6 assists, 1.6 steals for him. Shooting it just under 47% from the field, 38.8 from three, and 73% from the charity stripe. And then his teammate, DeMontis Sabonis, 44 games, guys. Just under 20 points per game. He leads the league in rebounding. 12.7 rebounds. 8 assists as well, which is great. 61.4% from the field. Fantastic. 44% from three. And just 68% from the free throw line. But nonetheless, strong numbers for him as well. Of course, the Kings with two guys to consider. Moving on to Phoenix. Devin Booker. Every year, you can make a case for this guy. 36 games played. 28.2 points per game. Nearly five rebounds. Nearly seven and a half assists for him. Shooting it just a shade under 50% from the field. 38.8 from three. 88.3 from the free throw line. So Devin Booker, strong candidate, very strong. New Orleans Pelicans. You can make a slight case for two guys over there. Zion Williamson playing in 37 games, which is a lot for him. You take that scoring just under 22 points per game, five and a half rebounds, 4.7 assists. Shooting it from the field, nearly 59% guys from the field. Wow. And then 66.4% from the free throw line, which leaves a little bit to be desired. And his teammate, Brandon Ingram. 42 games played for him, 21.3 points per game, nearly 5 rebounds, 5.6 assists for him, shooting it just under 49% from the field, uh, above 36% from three, and over 80% from the free throw line. So both those guys there for a team that, you know, it's kind of in the run in there amongst playoff teams. And then we move along. Kyrie Irving for the Dallas Mavericks. I think, guys, I think he falls under it. He only has 27 games played. That's pretty low, averaging over 25 per game for him. Over five rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.3 steals. Shooting it from the field, just under 48%, above 41% from three. And then 89.5% from the free throw line. But a tough year for Irving with the fact that, again, so little games and the competition. And probably they're standing as well. They're kind of on the outside looking in in terms of the playoff being amongst the top six. So you bear that in mind. Then we move on to the Lakers. Anthony Davis. A lot of people say he should have been the starter instead of LeBron. I don't see him getting more votes than LeBron, that's for sure. But he's having a fantastic year, guys. He's played in 45 games, guys. That's an eye-opener. Averaging 25 points per game, over 12 rebounds, 3.7 assists, over a steal per game, and 2.4 blocks for him. Very important. 55.5% from the field, 808 from the free throw line for anthony davis definitely making himself a strong case to be an all-star then we'll go to the teams that are on the outside of the playoff race it's about four candidates here laurie marketing of the utah jazz 37 games for him averaging 24 points 8.8 rebounds and just under two assists averaging a little bit under 50% from the field, above 40% from three, and 873 from the free throw line. So pretty much the same numbers he had last year when he made the All-Star team. But the competition is much tougher this year, guys. So it's going to be rough for him. Operant Singh who's having a fine season over there for the Houston Rockets. 45 games he's played in, 21.7 points per game. Over nine rebounds, five assists, well over a steal per game for him. Over 54% from the field, over 72% from the free throw line. Operon Sengun, a guy who you can make a case for most improved player as well, guys. You can put him in the mix too in that regard. But having a very good year, guys, for a Houston team that's kind of, you know, like I said, on the outside looking in. Then we go to Golden State. Steph Curry, since he missed out on being a starter, here's his numbers. 40 games, 27.3 points per game, over four rebounds, five assists for him. Shooting it nearly 45% from the field, over 40% from three. You know that's his MO. And then nearly 93% from the free throw line. So he's a bucket from the free throw line, guys. So Steph Curry... You know, when all this is said and done, he'll probably make it. And then the last candidate I'll mention is Victor Wimbayama, although he's playing for the last place in the West, San Antonio Spurs. Played in 40 games, guys, 20 and a half points per game, over 10 rebounds, over three assists, over a steal per game, and above three blocks per game for him. from the field, which could be better. But again, I point to better guard play. Guys who can get him the ball where he needs it the most. 30.5% from three, I think he needs to cut down on those. And 80% from the free throw line for Victor Wimbayama. Who will be in the Rising Stars game, don't get me wrong. But his chances of making the big game, I don't see it. Although he has some solid numbers to back that up. So with that said guys, here are my reserves for the West. Like I said, the formula is two guards, three front court guys, and then two wild cards. So my two backcourt guys, Steph Curry, of course, you have to include him. Devin Booker, you have to include him as well. So that's my two guys in the backcourt. In the front court, this was hard, guys. I gotta say this was hard. But I'm going to go with Anthony Davis of the Lakers, Paul George of the Clippers, and Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers. So you get two Clippers in, guys. And then your wild card, this is the one I really wrestled with, guys. But you have to have somebody from Minnesota. I think it will be Anthony Edwards. I think he'll be the lone rep. And then you probably have to include a Sacramento King as well. And then I went De'Aaron Fox. So you got Curry, Booker, AD, Paul George, Kawhi, Anthony Edwards, and De'Aaron Fox. So guys, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, we'll hear about that. Actually, it should be this coming week. We'll get to find out who the reserves are and we'll see how accurate I am. I did pretty good last year and the year before. So see if I can bat a thousand on these ones here. All right, guys, so that is it for this episode. I just want to do this special episode for the all-star starters and my prediction on the reserve. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for me. Week 14 wrap-up coming up real soon. All right, guys, thanks as always for your listenership. Always appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email us at that at gmail.com. Also, listen and watch us on YouTube, allthingsbasketballgd. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also, write a blurb about our show. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple leave a review for us at apple on the website you can support us by hitting the buy me a coffee button support on anchor button or donate on paypal you can also support us by our cash app gd that sports dude once again i thank you for listening and supporting the show and do take care